Tayrachaf, we're up to Aisvav, just two things. First of all, apologize that there was a little bit of a gap in since the last time we learned uh, scheduling issues, among other things. Uh, so my fault. Second of all, if you would like a shear on the Haggadah last year, I remember that we put together with, uh, with a couple of guys that I learned with actually in a different Musa shear. Uh, we had, it was kind of like the week before, so it was like a last sprint into a practical approach to the Seder with some thoughts. It's about an hour. Give me a, shoot me a text and I will send you the link, 718-926-3792. Just tell me in the text um, or if you want to WhatsApp me, just put it up front so that I see right away um, so that it doesn't get lost just uh coming into this tyra so we started off with a with a uh, passage from Sifra Ditsnusa, which we didn't fully get back to yet, uh, and we went into paragraph Aleph. We said that there is a neshama in the world, that through this neshama, that is uh, that is how the Taira, Be'ure, Perushe, Taira are revealed. This neshama, we're going to speak later on, or in this uh, paragraph to this point, that there are certain things that are that are, that are are able to be only makabal with Yisurin. These are Eretz Yisrael, Taira, Oilam Haba. Actually, I heard from Rabbi Maimon, they Arizal says that Acha Shaalti Meis Hashem Shifti Beves Hashem Kol Yemei Chayei Aleph is Eretz Yisrael Ches is Chay Olam Haba Tough is Tyros. So that is a beautiful idea. But uh, the idea is that it's not uh, instead of thinking about it as two things that are arbitrary. The, these things are Yisurim are bad. Think about it as a cost, and this is part of the dynamic. This is part of the framework. The fruit is uh, the, the fruit is within the layers of Klipa. The, the, there are certain things that are part of the dynamic. The Yisurim are needed in order to be able to get past, to balance out uh, that klipa in order to be able to get to the priest. So we started talking about this neshama, which is pas b'melech toichal, my b'mesura tishtat, that there's a certain level of yisurim to uh, to be able to overcome, to divorce oneself from the gashmias, which is really going to be, you know, balancing out, or the opposite, reciprocal with the ruchnias, this neshama, in order to be able to bring down this tyra, so then it does it through yisurim, and then it's going to be able to become a kli, uh, the, it's called varek, a gachleish, to be able to relate the to Torah, to bring it into this world. Now, when this, uh, this neshama, kishen neshama hazais noifeles mi bechina, we were Again, I'm just summarizing from paragraph Aleph. So at that point, we are going. The world is going to lose the the Tyra. It's really establishing connection with Tyra with these ideas, bringing, giving a makom, a kli that the shechina could be shared, that we're going to have access to these to these idea, these Torah ideas. So then the biure Tyra are going to be as a nostalgic biure Torah and meshachas al yada. It's a very interesting way of thinking of it. If, if me and you were talking about, let's say, math or some other subject. So once you understand it, so now the idea becomes mine, and now I can use it for my own things. It's one of those things that's hard for us to really understand and uh, and really integrate this idea is that the Taira, uh, the Taira Yisrael, the Taira of a Kachabrichu Chadhu, the Raisa, the Taira. These are this is Ratzon Hashem. This is literally being Davut Hakadosh Baruch Hu itself. It's Mitzamtzim into cases that seem to be physical and to represent themselves as they're manifest in our worlds. You can have you know Shnayim Oichzin Betalis. You can have Shar Bar. Mavahever, all of the cases uh, as the halacha presents itself in the Oilam Hasia. But the truth is, is, this is really only access. This is an attachment. Uh, some of one of the examples that I've uh, used before. Um, in whatever context that comes up, it's the difference between having energy through batteries and having energy through being plugged into, uh, being let's say plugged into the wall. If you unplug the wall, it's not that you're uh, that you're shutting the computer off. You're just stopping the ongoing flow of energy. All right. If you shut, let's say the, ga- the a gas fire, you're not extinguishing the fire. You're just stopping the flow of gas. That even though if you if you look at the fire, it seems to be uh, it seems to be self-sustaining. The picture from one second to the other seems to be itself. It's actually a totally different. A totally different flame that's continuing to flow from the ongoing the ongoing flow of gas, and therefore. Over here, also, if we look at it like that, the the neshama and really the the Torah is nitzchi. The Torah is ein seifias. The Torah is rotzen Hashem, and therefore, uh, there's. The, the, the only limitation on what we're able to be makabel really has to do with the Kli. So this Nishama is able to attach itself and bring down the Biure Pirushe Taira once this Nishama is no longer there. So now the world, as it were, is going to lose access, is going to lose access to this, uh, to these Torah ideas, and that's going to result in Meriva ala Tzadikim, in quarrel breaking out against the Tzadikim. So what what would be the next step? So we want to be able to attach ourselves to the Taira to bring this, these Birum, to bring this clarity, to bring this attachment to MS to HaKadosh Baruch Hu into the world. 
the 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 uh, we're going to have a chacham who's going to tzarach lishbaich sicho betfilo lefnei Hashem is barach. We we see this idea, this dynamic come out through the Torahs, uh, the the the. the 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 Torah and Tefillah working together, uh, a Chacham is going to have to pour out his words in prayer before Hakadosh Baruch Hu, and then he's going to have access to Leve to Leve Elyon. The Leve Elyon will become opened, and the uh, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu's mercy will be stirred, and then we will have access to be able to draw down the lessons of Torah from there. We fleshed out all of these ideas in the earlier Torahs, so if they seem a little bit uh, uh, you know hard to grasp, if you are not familiar or haven't uh, learned the earlier Torahs, then uh, then that's going to be over there. So now, th- th- then we said, well, there's a difference between a chacham who is learning himself and one a chacham who's explaining it to a group of people because w- w- the the Torah that's able, the access to the Torah that we're going to have, that this chacham is going to have, is going to be in response to the tefillah that opens up the Leva Elyon, opens up those channels, it affects this person, he's going to have the dvarm kegach and he's going to be able to establish this relationship to have access to the Torah. Well, when, he's, when this chacham is giving this tefillah is before he's about to learn within the public in the to a bunch of Talmidim, so then they're going to be involved in the tefillah that goes up, and the dynamic is going to be that what goes up is going to result, the what, what's triggered from below is going to have a correlation with what comes down from above. And therefore, in paragraph Gimel, this public prayer will not be rejected. Uh, however, a tefillah yachad is different. And therefore, this quality, when this Chacham is binding himself to the Talmidim, to the Rabbim that come before him, they will be included in this tefillah, or the tefillah will take on a different, uh, a different, a qualitatively different, uh, it will be qualitatively different, and therefore the Torah that comes down will be also qualitatively, uh, the amount that he's able to access, it will be qualitatively different, and also, the if you think about what resonates, everybody has neshama, cheluk elukami mal, it's not going to be the chacham's Torah that he's now giving over to a third party, but rather the tefillah itself will have incorporated within it these other, these these other Talmidim, these other people, these other this Rabbim, also there's a difference, uh, I, I think that I, I suggested something, one of the earlier Shurim, there's a difference between even a lot of individuals and a class of people that now quantifies itself as a Rabbim, right, that classifies itself as a Rabbim, but now, the Torah that gets brought down, it's going to resonate, it's going to appeal directly to each individual, something is going to become alive inside of them because they had a chilek in that tefillah, so it's not just that the Chacham Davin from his own perspective and then now he's giving it over where there still potentially might be some sort of a disconnect. The tefillah that came down was in response to the Chacham's prayer, and then he gives it over to somebody else. But rather, they were incorporated into the tefillah. The uh, the, uh, the paragraph Dalit said that this is also the chilek between somebody from the Talmidim's point of view who learns from a Sefer and somebody who hears from uh, from a Chacham, because again, they're included in the prayer. And also, uh, also, this is also going to result in a, su- a subjugation of the Ra within them, also in a tshuva process, uh, and therefore this is going to change them as individuals, and also uh, it's going to give them access to this Tyra. Um, going into paragraph Hey. Uh, we we at that point spoke from the point of view of the Chacham, and all of this was framed in, in the uh, in the Misa in the in the Tyro with when, when Miriam uh, was nostalgic from us and the Misa with Moshe and Aaron and the and the rock and hitting the rock. So we're going to come back around to that and go forward into Klal Yisrael going uh, going to Eretz Yisrael, going to, to appealing to Edom to be able to go through their land. But we spoke about the nature of this tefillah and the nature of the dual role of a leader, the dual role of this Chacham, this Tzadik Hadar. That when the Tzadik Hadar is in in his role as being the leader, then he presents himself as having a staff, as uh, having authority and, uh, and and understanding his role in that context. However, when the tzaddik is going to daven before a kaddish baruch Hu, it has to be out of pure humility, asking for something as a matnas chinam, right? The lesson of chain comes up in many places in davening. 
So when the when the Chacham is being mispalel, he's asking from a matnas chinam for for free. In other words, there's nothing that any person does that's that's deserving. Um, we've mentioned in earlier tiras. There's a medrash that comes up. It's come based on a pasuk in Eov. Uh, the the I, I don't remember the lashon of the medrash, but uh, you know a person uh, who gave you the house that you put the mezuzah on, who gave you the arm that you put tefillin on, Hakadosh Baruch who gives us so much. So yes, that comes along with an avoda. Comes along with a hakaras hatov. Comes along with the corresponding obligations, which really are for us. HaKadosh, it's not that HaKadosh Baruch Hu needs us. HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us all of the good in the world and gives us access. Uh, and and part, part of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us in this dynamic results in us doing our part. So when we are asking HaKadosh Baruch Hu for anything, it's not coming from what we deserved. The the uh, the relationship and the, the, the our approach to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is lo yisle b'schus atzmo. It's not coming from our own schus. That's very dangerous. Everything that Hakadosh we're asking, we're asking from Hakadosh Baruch Hu for the infinite. If we're asking based on our schos, first of all, it would also be limited by our schos. Uh, no matter who a person is, unless they had a total, total utter his batlus, and uh, a chacham is not going to be viewing himself like that anyway. This is just a parenthetical, right? So, does any of us, uh, 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 unless a person achieved full his batlus to the insaifius, that means that they, at a certain point, their schosim top out. At where they are. So, if a person is going to be asking from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, we're asking for an, an infinite gift. We're asking for a connection to to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. We're asking for flow from Hakadosh Baruch Hu. If we're asking based on our schusim, so then the question becomes: What are our What's the extent of our schusim? Are there areas where we didn't fulfill our potential? What we want to do is come to Hakadosh Baruch Hu and acknowledge that we're asking uh, that we're asking for a matnaschina. However, where the staff, so to speak, of authority is appropriate is when the tzaddik, when the chacham is in a position where he has to be machnia the rasha baram, when he has to humble the, uh, the, the evil of the wicked people. And therefore, it's very important to utilize the right tool at the right time. And the, the way that, again, it's not for us to speak about the ta'os of Moshe Rabbeinu, but the way that we presented it in paragraph 5, that this was the ta'os, Moshe, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe, HaKadosh Baruch Hu said to Moshe that he should take the mate, as it were, in order to gather the community and to speak to the sell out to the boulder in their presence in order to, in other words, like we said, that the Chacham gathers the people and he sends the tefillah up in order to access the Torah from the Leva Elyon. And Moshe, we said, that Moshe Rabbeinu, as a war, who was at the height of leadership, and he was also at the height of his battles, right? Moshe Rabbeinu was the son of Mikol Adam. So Moshe Rabbeinu was at the height of authority, being the leader of the Jewish people, and he was the, at the height, so to speak, of his battles and the ability to connect to a Kaddish Baruch Hu to, to, to be mavatal himself, and Moshe Rabbeinu, as it were, uh, again, in our terms, he, he utilized the wrong vehicle, or the wrong mechanism, as it were, and that was, that that resulted in Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, as it were, it's as if instead of being mavatal and asking for a chinam, Moshe Rabbeinu was demanding, or, or asking, so to speak, for like a quid pro quo. He was asking for, in his own schus, as a, as a basis to ask for Tyra. And this is Yan Loihemantem B. Hainu Tfila Shahim Tfilasu Mitfila Sakal Shalo Kasher Tatsma Makal Vatfilu Yamuna Vahi Yadavamuna. And this the, the Rabbi ties to, uh, to, to the Psukim that because Moshe Rabbeinu, is, again, we say the words, I'm just, I keep on saying it. It's, it's hard to, um, to come to the point that we're explaining what, uh, what Moshe Rabbeinu's mistake was. But because Moshe Rabbeinu did not eat Lohemantem B. Um, to be Makadashim Shemayim, so Tefillah relates to Amunah, and because of this, as it were, inappropriate prayer, so that's why Moshe Rabbeinu Arnakain was not going to go into Eretz Yisrael. We spoke about the idea of Mises Tzadikim, and now we are going to take a step back and understand that really, uh, that really this entire Torah, Chaim Aran says that this entire Torah, really the Indian is Eretz Yisrael, so we're speaking now about the connection. We talked about bringing down the Torah through this, through the Neshama, through the Chacham, how to get that Torah, and now we're going to connect that to, uh, we're going to connect that to Eretz Yisrael.
from the Lev Elyon, in the schus of this Taira that we are able to have access to, the Psukim come from Tilm Kapitel Kufhei, in the Pasuk Mem Aleph, it says Pasach Tzor, it starts off talking about splitting open the rock and the flowing of the water. Again, we're talking about the Lev Elyon, which we refer to as the Sela, as the Tzor, as bringing, in the Pneumius, as bringing this down from the rock, as accessing the Lev Elyon. The few Psukim later, it says, Vayitin Lehem this is talking about Eretz Yisrael. So in the schus of this Taira, this is uh, this is where we have access to Eretz Yisrael. Interestingly, in Likutei Halachas, it explains. I'm going to read uh, the Iker Kedushas Eretz Yisrael. I'm shichanaidei koach ma'isav. The Iker Kedush of Eretz Yisrael we have access to through uh, the Koyach of Ma'isim. Uh, and he, he quotes a Rashi from the really from from the beginning of Chumash, really uh, a Medrash Bereishis Rabbah Shabbos that Pasach Bereishis that if the Goyim say Listim Atem Shekvashim Eretzal, if the Goyim come and say, Hey, uh, Bnei Yisrael is Listim, they're robbers. We the Kananim were in Eretz Yisrael, and who are you to come and say that Eretz Yisrael belongs to you? Then the the Klai Yisrael is be able to say Kala Aretz Shel Akolish Baruchu Bertzaina U Bertzaina U Natala Mehanu Nesana Nimtza Shi Efshel So. It comes out. They say that Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world. That Kaddish Baruch Hu can give Eretz Yisrael to whoever he wants. Now, there's obviously we're not going to flesh out all sorts of questions. Are the Goyim going to believe? Uh, going to believe this Taina that we have in our in, in our Torah? Is th- is this understanding something that's an answer for us that we should understand where we're coming from? Is this actually a response to the Goyim? But the way that we're presenting it over here, it comes out that the Kayach Taina, the way that we're going to address the Goyim, what's going to be our tie to, to Eretz Yisrael? It's going to be coming from the Torah. Yevshu lichbaish mehem Eretz Yisrael that the idea that we understand that we have an attachment to Eretz Yisrael that supersedes anybody else who thinks that they have any sort of a rights to the land comes from Bereshis, that the entire land belongs to Kaddish Baruch Hu, Kaddish Baruch Hu created the world. Uh, and he goes further. So, what would be the taina of listematem? Uh, exactly like we just explained that where that where the access to the to the taira, if the kayach of Eretz Yisrael is coming from the taira, and the way that we get that taira is coming from listim, as it were, like we just said, that the taira, the, ac- the access to the taira is coming from a kayach taina. We're trying to uh, take it by force. We're trying to take it through our own schosim. So then it's as if that's listim. Uh, where it says, uh, So the, if we want access to the Torah, and the Torah ultimately is what's going to give us access to Eretz Yisrael, that Torah has to be uh, through a tefillah that's matnas chinam, through a tefillah that's understanding that it's not coming from deserving, it's coming from just our attachment to his batlas to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, then we have access to the Torah, we have access to Eretz Yisrael. But if the, if the Torah the the access to the Torah is through a tefillah that really is the wrong way. It's it's that we're trying to grab at the Torah something that we're saying it's in our own schusim. So that would have a koyach of listematem. Nashav Kigzela, and then uh, therefore we're not going to be able to be Mavato, the Kitrugim of the other Goyim and Eretz Yisrael, and they're going to be able to come back at us and say that we are undeserving. So again, back into the text of the Taira, uh, just to read, okay, through the Taira that we're able to be Mamshach from Lev Elyon, then we are Zoycha Eretz Yisrael, like we read in the Pesukim and Tehillim, relating to opening up the rock, the splitting the rock and getting water, getting the Taira, and then Vayitein Lema Arzo is Goyim. Aval Chazal tells in Gemara Brachas Eretz Yisrael he achas mishloishet varim sheba amalidei yisurim. There are three things Eretz Yisrael, Taira, Chayolim Haba that come through yisurim. And they're really, they're really one Indian. We already spoke about the neshama, the darker shel of in the very first paragraph, pas b'melach taichal. That the the access to taira is the neshama being able to be a cleat to access this taira through yisurim. And also Yerushalayim, related to Lev Elyon, Yerushalayim. We says the bechin of Yerushalayim shalmala. The is also surrounded by klipa, and the way to get past this klipa is going to be also through uh, through yisurim. 
uh, we, we're going to explain soon as we as we uh, as we continue on this Torah that the Moshe Rabbeinu told him Melech Adam lo Nelech besado v'kerem, and Rabbi Nachman is going to explain that uh, the reason that we want to get into Eretz Yisrael, even though it is it is a land of milk and honey, uh, right? So it says, but Ein Nachman wrote simply Konas Eretz Yisrael b'shvil Tanuge Oylem Haza that our our relationship with Eretz Yisrael is not based on the Tanugam of Oylem Haza. So the, there are three things that our relationship to really have access that comes through Yisurim, it comes through balancing out, through uh, coming away from those physical pleasures. And Iker, these the, it's based, the, the, based on Sukkim, what these three things are, the Iker Yisurim, the Iker Yisurim, there's a lot of difficulty, hardship, challenges to getting to Eretz Yisrael, uh, especially in those times. The travel was incredibly difficult. Uh, the the incredible poverty was incredibly difficult. But all of those things are, a, a person can engage in incredible hardship for something that is worth it. People work very, very hard uh, in order f- to get financial, financial success uh, in let's say a, a medical context people have incredibly painful procedures for something to where the what ends up coming at the end is worth it all of these immediate hardships if a person recognizes the incredible spiritual wealth and access to Torah, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to Nisim, to Emuna. we spoke about it in Torah Zion, we talk about Eretz Yisrael many places, all of these things are going to be worth it. However, what happens when there are forces, there's klipa, there are risham that seek to undermine the, the, the value proposition, the way that we relate to Eretz Yisrael. This is really the, the Iker room that we need to get past. I mean, you can imagine, let's say, people working on some sort of startup technology and they're living, you know, they can't pay their rent in order to strike it big, in order to invest everything in their startup idea. And ultimately to pursue their dream. And somebody comes and explains that the markets have changed. Even if you're successful in everything that you're trying to do, the value is just not there. It's not going to be the contribution to the world uh, that you think it is. There are no greater Yisurim. There's no greater challenge to their mission than that. Interestingly, Rav Chaim Kramer brings, he quotes Rabbi Nachman's wisdom, he says that Rav Nassim writes that Rabbi Nachman taught that people are greater obstacles and can do more to deter a person from God than even the Satan himself. That is an incredible thing that we have to keep in mind uh, when talking to other people, when talking even to ourselves. Uh, uh, the, our words, our attitudes in the people around us who have their mission, who are working on something, we can literally deter a person and undermine uh, undermine what they're trying to do even more than the uh, even more than the satan vitzarech in order to come to Eretz Yisrael achnia mitchila elu harasham we have to machnia these these counter forces velanoish oisam becharba uktala to punish them to come against them with the sword and with misa. Similarly to the Miraglim, and once we are able to uh, to subdue these forces, then we will be able to enter Eretz Yisrael. This Koyach, there are different different nations have different spiritual forces. These Koyachs that are in a certain way destructive forces. In other words, we're using it for a productive purpose. We want to use this force of Cherev and Ketala of Oynish and Misa again the Risham in order to get access to Eretz Yisrael. But this force, Ba'etzim, is not something that's native to Klal Yisrael. Over here, the note points out that in Torah Beis, we said, Iker Klizeno Shel Mashiach Hu If we would be attached to uh, to the MS, if, we, if Klal Yisrael would be doing what they're supposed to be doing, so then we wouldn't have to engage tools of war against the other nations. The, the other the, the other Umos would be Machnia themselves and Mavatal themselves to the Kedusha of, of Klal Yisrael on their own. However... Once the Klai Yisrael, it says, Machmashe Pagmu Yisrael, as become Avonos Be'egel Miraglim. Once Klai Yisrael themselves had a Pagam, there was a blemish, as it were, that, uh, that, through through uh, through sins that they engaged in, and that Klai Yisrael themselves were not as attached to trying to be careful in the words, as not as attached to kedusha as they would otherwise have been had they not sinned. So at this point, the kedusha was not with the full force that the other nations would just be machnia would just be machnia to uh, to Klal Yisrael, and therefore there would have to be other tools that Klal Yisrael would utilize in order to subjugate those nations. However, since those those tools are not native to Klal Yisrael. We have to take those tools, as it were, from the other nation. This 
this kayach of Einesh, of the sword, this is native to Esav, to Edom, it says in the brachas, to Yitzchak, to Esav, Madim. so it talks in a spiritual way, where this kayach has come from. Now, interestingly, the Mabue Hanachal, which Rav Chaim Kramer quotes in note 64, on page 216 of the English one, he adds in that Dinim originate from Bina, from uh, fr- from the Lave. He quotes the Kutmaran uh, Taira Yudalad, which we saw. And he says that Ace of Strength actually stems from Lave Elyon, where the same place where the Torah explanations emerge. And therefore, by drawing Torah teachings, one is actually taking the flaming words from the source from the source of ace of sword thereby getting the right to use them so even so on one hand we say we really shouldn't need to engage in this otherwise uh so to speak destructive force even though we're going to employ it for the right reasons however once we need to do this where do we have access what's our attachment point even to take it from ace of so the actual the source the kayach if you go if you go all the way up to the source of where this kayach even though ace of is using it in you know for his own purposes this source of din structure, right? Chachma is the original spark. Bina is gives a structure to an idea. Maybe davar mitoch davar. It provides, you know, I, I need a house to live in, and now I'm going to need plans. I'm going to need to break it up into something practical. The idea of din, the idea of structure, the idea of gvura that's associated with bina, and therefore, once we are able to forge through tefillah an attachment to bina. So then we can f- we can get an attachment to these kaychas that ultimately end up flowing to Esav that they're utilizing in, in, a, in, in a way of cherev and in a way of din, but we can get access to those forces and ultimately utilize them in a way that we shouldn't otherwise need, but we'll have access to the cherev and the ktal, and we'll be able to then direct that against the other nations that are otherwise preventing us from getting Eret- into Eret Yisrael, uh, and we will have access to Eret Yisrael. Paragraph Zion. So now this 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 uh, kayach this cherev we're going to explain that these are the malachim that are created the spiritual forces that are created from the Torah that we learn so we're really going forward and and finally to uh, come to the end of the concepts that are going to be discussed in this Torah and then we're going to relate it back to the uh, the passage and sifrusus that we started off with but we're really explaining over here tying together. Now that we talked about how to have access to the Torah, what type of Torah, and how we're able, to, how the Torah itself connects to our relationship and our access to Eretz Yisrael, which we said is really the primary, uh, the primary point of this Torah. Paragraph Zayin Vidash Alide Koyches Haruchnius through the Ruchnius Dik forces the energy Nehanivra Me Oisiyos Hatayra Shechidesh. We've explained and uh, we'll have opportunity to go more into as well, but in some of the tires in the past, that really the icy ice are the built voracious Baralo Kim S. That uh, the first thing Akadosh Baruch Hu was mitzamtzim himself into the Aleph Taf, into the icy ice from Aleph to Taf uh, of the world. And some of the this farm explain that uh, we talked actually earlier about the Tzerufe icy ice, about the, now that the way that the icy ice are structured together, uh, the different kaychas, uh, the different kaychas that come up. And we will see also, it, it talks about that uh, how do you change nega to oineg. In other words, once you have that, the that these letters are in the world, or tsara, teratza, pesha, teshefa, that by changing the tzirufe ICS, we're able to change that the way that the, the the spiritual energy comes to the world. So, again, the the kayachas haruchnis that are created, nevrame ICS hatayra shachidesh, from the ICS hatayra that uh, we are, that this chacham is mechadesh. Now, interestingly, this is my two cents, parenthetical, when we say that the I think that there's two ways that we can look at what the Chidush means. One can be that the, 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 the Chidushim, in other words, we said that once, once the Neshama, uh, the, the Neshama that we discussed in paragraph Aleph is Nistalik, so then a certain level of clarity leaves the world. So the Chacham has to bring that into the world. So as far as the world is concerned, even though uh, even though really everything is contained within the Torah, the Chidushim are things that are, so to speak, teased out of the Torah, right? When you blow on a coal, so if you cut open the coal, there's no fire there, but the fire comes from the coal. It's something that was contained within it. Where Mechadish, things that are in there, the Chidush is really the uh, the representation and the Giloi into the world as we have it. But it's something that Be'etzim, as we relate to it as a Chidush, 
Um, but I, I can tell you, say, say also, perhaps, right, as far as the ideas of Torah, the tzur of Torah, the, the, uh, if you're interested in this, you can also uh, shoot me a text. That we just learned a piece uh, in the Wednesday Night Vod from uh, Revolbi Ali Shur. So we were actually talking about this, uh, this idea that Amuna falls into three buckets, into creation, into which is not a direct relationship, right? In other words, the Kashbuk created the world. Adam came on the scene in uh, on the sixth day. Uh, but when we talk about, certainly when the Kuzari talks about the basis of our Amuna, we talk about a relationship, we talk about the experience, we talk about Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Pesach is coming up, there's a mitzvah, and, uh, the, the, and uh, there's a commander, and the commandments, we give a Kashbuk Baruch Nachas Ruach, uh, there's Nevi'im, there's a direct relationship, so there's Amuna in creation, in the Bria, there's Amuna in Taira, and then there's Amuna also that the world itself, HaKadosh Baruch created the world for a certain Tachlis, that there's Geula, there's there's Tchiyas HaMesim, we related actually to Amen, Kel Melch Neman, Kel is Eilam Chesed, Ibana Kel is Chesed, Kadosh Baruch created the world, uh, Amen is Mem is Matan Taira, and we said that uh, that that Nun is Nemanus relates to Tchias Amesim. But one of the things, the, the ideas that we were speaking out is that the same way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created initially the, 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 the original, there was one Yeshme Ayin in terms of the potential for the Bria, right, and all of that was in the first Yuli, if you look in the Ramban, and then there was the Shishi Yemei where the, the, the first six days before Shabbos, where th- this was fleshed out, and then after the first week, so then we go forward, HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Mechadish Chayim Tavim HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, in, even though there's Ein Chadosh Tachas Hashemesh in terms of the Tzura, in terms of, you know, what's going to be, even the things that were one Time of creations, we said is Bein Hashemashais, but the the idea that a Kodesh Baruch Hu is giving Shef into the world that that's an ongoing process. We related that to Tyre as well. We say that the whole Tyre is contained within Anoichi and within Aseris Adebris fleshes out into Tarek Mitzvahs and the Daraisas and the Rabbanons. But ultimately, when we learn Torah, we're doing right right this second. We are continuously being Mechadish the Shefa, renewing the attachment and bringing down that Shefa between us and a Kodesh Baruch Hu, That that changes the entire balance of the world. That gives us a connection that wasn't there. A second ago, before we're we're speaking out these worlds and we're engaging in the debor. So I think that perhaps just a nice thought. We could talk about chiddush either way uh, in, in either context. But in any event, that these kaiyches haruchnis that are created from the oisia satira that we are mechadesh. We're being mamshech from the Lev Elyon. We're opening that up. Uh, certainly, it seems that the, this Torah is speaking more in terms of accessing the Lev Elyon, these ideas that once they were hidden, there was fights with Sadiqim. So we're innovating this clarity, the the, this, uh, the the Torah thoughts, its objective reality and truth to the world. These Koychos are Ba'etzem Malachim. There's different types of Malachim. There's different levels of Malachim. The Rambam talks about it in the, the beginning of Yisaitei Torah. The Ramchal talks about it other places. Also, the the, uh, there's different types of malachim. Uh, on one hand, we talk about you know Gavriel. We talk about uh, Michal. The, you know these types of angels. We also say that there's not a, gra- a blade of grass that grows without a malach over there. You know, telling it to grow. So Hakadosh Baruch Hu relates to the world through the spiritual forces. When we talk about Hagadah, we're going to say that Hakadosh Baruch Hu and and generally Hakadosh Baruch Hu is not running the world. He is, of course, he's just. Uh, but it's that Hakadosh Baruch Hu is operating through the vehicle of spiritual forces, which we talk about malachim. So these kaychas are literally malachim, um, and the Malachim themselves, over here it says in the note, that Dibure Torah Bechinas Gachle Eish, so they're created from Malachim, which are also Eish, it says by the Chayas in Yecheskel, Mar'en Gachle Eish, it says, Mesharsav Eish Loihet, the other places, Chazal Gmar Chagiga talks about a Nahar Dinor Nimshach Mezayasen Shel Chayas, which is, it talks about it as a Nahar of Eish, so this this idea, these Kayuchas that are created from the Torah, these are creating essentially Malachim, Beyond us, exactly what it means. So these malachim that we that are created through us, articulating and bringing the oisies of Torah that we connect to, these malachim, as it were, these spiritual forces are makabel the koyach from Edom. The the these this harbok tala, these so to speak destructive forces that that Edom utilizes. Hashem gives over the word that through Hakadosh Baruch Hu giving over the speech, the ICS of Torah that the Chacham is going to be makabel from Hakadosh Baruch Hu, it's going to make tzavarav. What's tzavarav? A big army. The malachim vehein manishem esarasham. These spiritual forces are going to ultimately punish the rasham. Bebechinas kimalachav itzavalach al shachva fesen tidroch. 
that the malachim who are uh, who are tasked with punishing the rishayim. So this is going to give over to Klal Yisrael the ability al hidden to step on the uh, on the lion on the snake, but in other words, to step on the the destructive forces that oppose us. So in technical terms, the way that we're able to subdue the force, the opposing forces to Klai Yisrael having access to Eretz Yisrael through the Torah that we learn, it's that we are creating, we are bringing into the world Kayachas Ruchnius that come out of the Isis of Torah that we learn. These spiritual forces we're referring to as Malachim. The Malachim are those, the Malachim which relate to fire. These are the Malachim that are able to take this Cherev, the, the, this, the Oynesh and the Misat that's going to end up up being directed at these other nations and once these spiritual forces are created from our Torah, this is going to ultimately facilitate Klaisrael having the ability to subdue these other forces a lot going on we, this will all come together Bez Hashem Paragraph Ches Ve'elu HaKoyuchus HaRuchnius Hainu HaMalachim Hain Lefi Hizchatshus HaTayra So like we said before, the, the, there's a dynamic over here where the tefillah that the chacham uh, that the chacham is able to daven to be able to pour out before a kodesh baruch Hu, and that the difference between a tefillas rabim and a tefillas yachid, this has a corresponding uh, shefa that's brought down. The way that he's able to access the Torah from the Leiv Elyon to come down, which, like we said, results in the malachim being created to be able to subdue the forces that are preventing Klai Yisrael from going, having access to Eretz Yisrael. So these koyches ruchniim. These malachim will be generated according to the tefillah, to the extent that the chacham is able to be makasher himself to those people that come to hear the Torah, and to the extent that we saw that they do tshuva. And the more people there are, the, the more the more that the tefillah is a, is a powerful tefillah. The more that the tefillah is able to access Leva Elyon, that's going to dictate uh, the extent to which these koyches ruchniim are able to subdue the other forces of Rasham, the ones who are moitzidiba against against Eretz Yisrael. Lefi revois hakedusha, according to the amount of kedusha that's generated, kain nimshach ribei Torah. That's the amount of Torah that's going to come down. Lefi roiv Torah, kain ribei yamalachem anal. Exactly. What we're saying, however, sometimes the amount of kedusha that would be necessary to bring down the Torah to generate the oisiyos, the malachim that could completely remove with the charba, uh, with the with the einesh and the total total misa to get rid of the rasham, these forces from the world, it's not going to be enough. The, the positive spiritual forces are going to be somewhat limited, less in their kayach they're not going to be able to totally remove the evil forces there will be only enough kayach to uh, to basically bring fear into the hearts of these Rasham. In other words, won't be able to remove the forces from the world, but it will be able to subdue them so that these forces will not be able to prevent Klal Yisrael from going into Eretz Yisrael. Uh, and not to completely remove them from the world. Rav Chaim Kramer, parenthetically, uh, over here, puts this into the note and relates it also to the Pesukim uh, Nechumash about Moshe, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe in Sefer Shmois Chaf Gimel Chaf, that he's going to send a malach, send an angel to safeguard the Jews on the way to Eretz Yisrael, and that Moshe Rabbeinu at that point did not raise any objection or ask that a Kaddish Baruch Hu himself should accompany uh, Klal Yisrael. However, after the Egel Azav, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells Moshe uh, ten parakim later, Parak Lamed Gimel, that he's sending a malach to drive out the nations from Eretz Yisrael. At that point, Moshe Rabbeinu says uh, that no, that, that uh, HaKadosh Baruch Hu himself, as it were, should accompany the Jews. And he points out over here, why is it that Moshe Rabbeinu only the second time asked that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should accompany the Jews, but the first time not? And he says, because it, before the Klal Yisrael sinned, so then the power that would have been uh, in that original Malach was so incredibly great, uh, and the level of the Jewish people's holiness was such that this this malach would guarantee that there actually would not be any opposition to them at all, and they would not need to employ the sword of Edom. However, after the Avera, after the Pagam, after the Eglazov, so then the power of this malach that would have otherwise accompanied them was minimal, and the, this angel would need to draw the strength of Edom. And therefore, Moshe Rabbeinu asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu should annul the decree and insist, uh, and, and Davin, as it were, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should, uh, sh- should accompany uh, the Jews, and in 
in fact, Moshe Rabbeinu's prayers were answered, and Hakadosh Baruch Hu agreed to be with Klal Yisrael in a more direct way uh, during during Moshe's lifetime. Uh, however, th- this is a, also just by the way a lesson comes up sometimes when we talk about uh, when we talk about Rosh Hashanah that we daven we daven Hakadosh Baruch Hu that there is a spiritual system in place. However, when we're able to, as it were, have a direction, a, a, a direct relationship, directly access Hakadosh Baruch Hu, Avinu Malkeinu, so then we're able even to uh, subvert the spiritual rules that are in place. Uh, the same way that I guess you could say that there's a Hanhaga Nisi, that when there's a Hanhaga of Nes, that Hakadosh Baruch Hu interacts with the world, um, separate and apart from what the other rules of Teva are that generally govern the world. There's also a spiritual Teva. There's a way that Hakadosh Baruch Hu governs the world in a spiritual way and. And when we're able to um, directly have uh, the direct daven directly to a Kaddish Baruch Hu, that a Kaddish Baruch Hu should deal with us not through a malach, and we're able also to go around the spiritual uh, the the spiritual teva that were in place. But in any event, of uh, Kramer goes on and says that as they approached Eretz Yisrael, so then we have the uh, the the Moshe's Tos, as it were, that we've been describing, uh, and once the Klal Yisrael were now in a lower position, the then the malach that would actually accompany them into Eretz Yisrael, so then it would have less power, and then with the kedusha that was added with Mis Sadikim, so then there was an additional kedusha that was renewed and increased to that uh, malach, which uh, factors into the malach that Yehoshua saw that was able to receive the power of the nations, uh, the the power of the sword to defeat the nations that would otherwise keep Klai Yisrael out of the uh, out of Eretz Yisrael. So we really see this pnimius working its way into the psukim and into the story. Next paragraph Tess. Even just to subdue these negative kayachas, these negative forces. So again, one one level would be being in a position to actually destroy, as it were, these negative forces. The the truth is we've discussed in the past that when there's total light, when there's MS, so it's not even a matter of destroying the negative forces, but actually the falsehood, the shekir, the rishis just evaporates. Once you pull the curtain off, so then it's not a question of there being two forces, one stronger than the other, but rather it's uh, it becomes clear that there's only one there's only one truth, there's only one operative force, or there's one force at all. The second idea would be to subdue these negative forces. There's going to be times that these spiritual kayachas are created from the letters from the Torah that do not even have the strength, as it were, where the level of Kedusha that is... Uh, that is going to be available is not strong enough even to be machnia, even to subjugate these forces of rishus. And the question is going to become, uh, you know, so now now what do we do? Very interesting, just understanding that as we, as we think about the Kedusha, as we think about the fact that there's Ba'atzim only a Kaddish Baruch Hu in the world, what what are these forces of riches? What are we even talking about? All of it is really for us. All of it is really all, all, all of this is really the playing field, the challenges, the universe in which we can come closer to Akadosh Baruch Hu. So, to the extent that there are forces of riches, uh, the forces of Ra that are becoming more powerful in the world, or that are that are becoming less powerful in the world, all of that is really ultimately a chesed. All of it is really the opportunity for us to be able to connect and to draw down and to make the world into a place of hashras hashchina. So it's not that we, you know, that we're standing back almost helpless without control. What we're doing is we're describing the dynamic and the very real spiritual physics behind our avoda individually as a community, as a klal, in order to bring clarity and kedusha into the world. There's not going to be kayach to directly address these negative kayachas, but rather the only kayach will be la'ayra kayach umais al harashayim, rather only kayach to redirect the force that we would rather get rid of entirely, or rather be able to subjugate entirely. But there's another way to address these kayachas. If we think about a person driving a truck or flying a rocket ship, 
the person does not have a stronger kayak than whatever it is he's directing, but a person could be in a position where he can control a force that's greater for, than himself. So in this case, the force, you know, we're talking about, let's say, driving a truck. The, the truck is a kayach, uh, it's a kayach apayel, it can turn the ignition and you can drive it, and there's nothing really positive or negative uh, about that force, but rather it's just a matter of utilizing it towards one end. Over here, it's interesting because we're talking about kayachis of the umo. So we have we have the uh, the rasham that we want to go against, and then we have the kayach of the umos of the other nations, and we're going to take something that's not otherwise aligned with Kedusha and be able to redirect it without the power to vanquish the Risham, but in order, but at least enough kayach to be able to manipulate these forces. So over here, we're going to say that what what spiritual force can be generated from Kedusha, at least enough to be able to be ma'ira, to stir the other nations against the Risham. Meaning, in the state that we are, not going to uh, go back, I don't have it at my fingertips, the other places that we've talked about, the Shechina and Galus, the Eirach Yamim B'Yamino, the times that we're in Galus, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is injecting and pouring and being Mashpia, divine energy into the world, even in terms of the even in terms of the kaychas that are not kedusha, if there was no divine energy there, they wouldn't exist. Ideally, we would have, be, have a uh, hisbatlus and be a total pipeline with none of the yeshus, none of the gaiva, none of the other considerations in between, and we would be totally connected, be mavatal ourselves towards Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Once there are these other considerations in play, so that limits, as it were, and also diverts the divine energy, the Shefa coming from a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and the other umos, the other nations, other ideas, end up at least, Bez Hashem, in the short term, hopefully soon we'll uh, be moving towards Mashiach, but at least in the short term, until the Rishis Kaash and Tichla, there's other manifestations and other outlets that that energy comes to. So now that we're in Galus, the energy, there, there's a shift in the balance where the Shekhinah is in Galus, and there is certain power, certain authority that the other Umos have. And therefore, if we need to tap into and we need to access this energy, what we need to do is go where that authority is by the Umos, and we're going to need to direct it from that perspective against the Mishpat Ma'okol. So I'll use the note from Rav Kramer to give a little bit of background just to the Pasuk. It's talking about Nebuchadnezzar, Russia's wicked reign, and Chavakuk's tefillah concerning the Torah's weakened status. So in line with our Torah. In the context of our Torah, this denotes the inability of the Malachim to oppose the Rishaim because the Torah from which these angels were created is accorded minimal status in context. They have to... They have no strength to implement the judgment against Vuchadnezer, but must rely on the crooked judgment of the nations to have him punished, which we are going to explore immediately. And he brings over here from the Mabuei Hanachal that the lack of Torah explanations due to the klipos, which surround and are machtir and beset the Lev Elyon, give rise to the like we said, the criticism against Tzadikim, and this dynamic of the Rosham, by the way, surrounding the Tzadikim, about the the Klippa surrounding the Lev Elyon, the Rishalayim Elyon, this idea, we've said before, that the Klippa surrounds the fruit, so ideally, we, the, we should be able to tap into the pre, and the Klippa should just fall away or become subjugated, right? In other words, while the peel is attached to the fruit, so then the peel itself is productive, it's protection, it serves the fruit, it's really all coming towards, uh, you know, towards one end, but when all of a sudden the klipa has the peel becomes separated from the fruit, at some point it dries up and it falls away. But once it starts to take on an identity of its own, so then it just ends up being a blockage. Instead of serving the fruit, it becomes a blockage. And this is the dynamic we're talking about where the klipa is separating, trying to prevent us from getting to the pre, from getting to Eretz Yisrael, from having full access to the Torah explanations from the Chedushim we're going to get from Lev Elyon, all of it coming together. And ideally, we should be able to uh, to subjugate, to come against the klipa so that the uh, the, the negative klipa should just evaporate, it should go away. We've talked about klipas noga before where that can be directed to service the the pre but over here 
we're looking for a way for the kedusha for the pre to find expression in a notwithstanding the the an environment where the klipa has become powerful, where the 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 kedusha seems to be receding into the background. So what do we do? Uh, again, at this point in Gullis, we have to utilize the forces that are already in place. That's why the judgment is coming out twisted. The Russia is trying to prevent access to the tzaddik. Or in the context of our Taira, is trying to come against and slander Eretz Yisrael, undermine the Kedusha, undermine the benefits of Eretz Yisrael, and we spoke about in the context of the Meraglim, the only way to come against these Rishayim is to utilize the, the Mishpat, the laws of the Umos, which right now are in place and have authority, to utilize the secular Mishpat, or the, we'll see what that means in a second, in order to be able to go against the Rishayim. So it's interesting, just parenthetically, there's, you know, some, sometimes there's different dynamics. On one hand, we could say, listen, the road to Gehenna is paved with the best of intentions. You have all of the right the right thoughts and machshavas, but at the end of the day, there's Dalad Amas of Halacha, there's right and there's wrong, or you're going to end up someplace, you know, notwithstanding one's stated intentions where you don't want to go. Over here, and we have to rely on the Chachamim just pointing this out as it hits me, there's an area where, in a Hanami, we need to achieve a certain goal. The reality is that the tools that we would other need, otherwise need and utilize under the optimal circumstances are not available to us. And therefore, given the arena in which we're operating and in which our avoda is, we need to utilize the tools that obviously we would rather not uh, have to defer or have to engage with any sort of secular authority and revert to, you know, Mishpam Bayidam, we'll see that the, the the idea that Mishpat, when we when we talk about Mishpat, we talk about sometimes Chukim and Mishpatim. So it's easy to say that Mishpat makes sense and Chukim, Chukim is much harder. It's things that we don't understand. The truth is it's the opposite. We understand that everything is divine, uh, r- divine ruts and divine expression. It's all Taira. Chukim, it's easier to say, listen, from my perspective, my vantage point, I don't have a window uh, into, into the way that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, as it were, thinks, other than what HaKadosh Baruch Hu reveals, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling me that this is uh, th- that this is the way to go, this is what makes sense, this is in line, a way to be davak to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I understand that. Mishpat is very hard because HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives us an access point where it also makes sense in terms of the way that we think about it, and therefore, there's a fine line between saying that I relate to it in a way from div- uh, from human wisdom, uh, rather than say that, that Mishpat is just as much of divine dveikos as Ratzon Hashem, as divine Chachma, Chukim and Shpatim, there's no difference. So we say, Mishpatim Bayudom, it's true that the Gaiish Accords, that secular law, might be, uh, might almost seem to overlap and be very similar to the way that Jewish law, uh, that Jewish law operates. However, qualitatively, they're entirely different. When we relate to Mishpat, we're relating to relating to expressions of divine will, and it's not just a matter of creating some sort of a civil construct so that society can get along. So over here, he says the way to. Uh, in in this state that we're at, where the kedusha doesn't have expression and there is authority and there is so the, the the idea of mishpat, the idea of judgment and authority seems to have fallen within the umos that needs to be directed and utilized. So now let's let's continue. This situation similar that we had in one of the earlier Torahs that when Rosham when people are are coming against the tzaddik, we said that that was divinely orchestrated because this dynamic will allow this dynamic of conflict. And the, the the interaction between tzaddik and Russia will actually ultimately allow the tzaddik to be able to release and free up certain kaiches from the kaiches of rishis to be able to triumph, so that the rishis will fall away. Right? If you have going back to our example, uh, if you did have uh, a fruit and a peel. So then the best way to have the peel fall away would be to extract the fruit from it, from something that was otherwise trapped within it, and then the, the peel stops having a function, if that example helps. So the only way that the tzaddik will be able to push away the rishus will be to utilize the mishpat that for the time being is trapped within the, uh, within the umos, 
ועל ידי כוח המשפט, יוצא משפט הקדושה שנפל בין הקליפוס. The idea of mishpat be'etzem is divine expression. Sometimes we talk about din as a negative. The truth is that din is not negative. There's a quid pro quo. Judgment operates in response to what to what a person deserves. The, in our world, we the, there's the uh, the Maimare Chazal that the world couldn't have been created with din alone. Not getting to those things now, and din certainly represents certain gedarim uh, that's not unbridled chesed, and chesed and din work together. However, the idea of mishpat be'etzem is uh, coming from a kaddish baruch Hu, It's divine, and when the idea of mishpat now is utilized in the hands, the the power of mishpat is now utilized in the hands of some something that's not anchored in Tyra, in the umos, and whatever their considerations are. This becomes an incredible distortion. Mishpat is Mishpatei Emes. Mishpat is Ba'etzem, a boundaries and Gidarim and a structure within which to have an expression of Emes and of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. When the idea of Mishpat and judgment is in the courts and within the hands and that authority of the Umos, of, of those nations that do not operate with divine considerations and Vekas to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So, First of all, there's uh, mishpat is in the wrong place, uh, as it were, if we if we could think about it in those terms. And second of all, it's going to ultimately be distorted to add some, to take away, to adapt it, and any adaptation or changing of ms. Sometimes there's eslas l'shem efeiratorasecha, but the the idea of adapting something that's ms that's not in line with ms considerations ultimately provides a distortion and a very strong distortion. Something that's an absolute lie will never be believed. The strongest lies are something that's you know ninety five percent true with a small distortion. Once mishpat is in the hands of the guy, it, it is a very uh, very strong distortion of ms. Tzadik klipos when the tzadik now dives in and he utilizes the mishpat, which now is in the hands of the goyim, and directs it based on his considerations. Viyotze a mishpat meikulo is able, as it were, to free up the mishpat from being in a place where it's being wielded by the wrong, uh, by the wrong considerations. Now we have to be very, very, very careful over here. Um, the note over here brings from the Kitzur Likut Meran that in the old. Print it says uh, the, it says We are not do, do not take this we're talking conceptually do not take this as a license or as a discussion of going to Gaisha court of utilize you know somebody anybody that that uh, comes against me is obviously a Russia to utilizing secular means we have a Bezdin system we have Chachamim we have a, we have Rabbanim and Rebbeim so that is not what we're talking about but conceptually uh, what we're saying is that there are times when a, the, the the forces, as it were, we're going to stick to the Torah the way we're, we're reading it and the way that the words, the way that we understand it, has to utilize these kaychas, could be in a secular court context, and for, in a conceptual way, in a spiritual way, now, instead of mishpat being wielded in the hands of the umos and the gaisha considerations, and instead of it being distorted, the tzaddik, who is anchored in MS, who's trying to come against the Rasham, will now re-grab, right, will utilize for his purposes these forces of mishpat in the correct context, with the correct considerations, and in the correct way. Because mishpat is otherwise now grabbed and held by the klipos, that that mishpat to kedusha, like we said, does not belong within the klipos, does not belong in the hands of the goyim, because even though you, they're utilizing these forces, uh, this idea, this structure of mishpat, but it's not it, it's not true a true expression of divine mishpat. It's the shechina and galus. The mishpat is in galus. Va'achshav hu kulo kulo mishpat And now the mishpat is going to come out of its state of being distorted, of being crooked, and it's going to be able to return to a state of kedusha. 
paragraph 10, Vilif Amim, Gamzea, Kayach, Enlehem, even the Malachim do not have this Kayach, Veinlehem, Kayach, Leilanaish Canal, there's no Kayach with Becharbok Tala, there's no Kayach to destroy the Rishaim, Velolanosh, Bidinaim Canal, over here, the note over here, notice that this was the third degree that we discussed uh, a few minutes ago, and now we're bumping it up, uh, it explains that uh, where Mishpat is, Ma'okal, where it's grabbed, where it's by the Goyim, so it could be that there is an advantage to going that route. Not to bring fear into the hearts of the Rishayim. Only to just silence the Rishayim, not even to go directly against them, even to bring other forces against them, just to silence them. That they shouldn't say anything against Eretz Yisrael, at least not to come against the Tzaddik. Right? Sometimes you see somebody who is, he's a Russia, he's not interested. And you want to say, listen, religion is a, uh, for consenting adults. You do your thing, I'll do my thing. I can't affect you. You're, you're doing something terrible for yourself. You're doing something ter- terrible for the world. You're doing, you're making all of the wrong decisions. And it pains me that I can't connect with you and show you that all of the ideas that you subscribe to and all of the behaviors and the midos are negative. At least leave me alone. I don't want to hear what's wrong with my community. I don't want to hear what's wrong with the yeshivas. I don't want to hear what's wrong with shul. I don't need, I have my own problems. I'm not interested in you trying to also keep me away from those people and those ideas that I can have a positive uh, positive influence in me. This is the last level. Now, obviously, if you're talking about a Jew, so the chelik or the kamimal, we're not talking necessarily about rishom. We're talking about rishos. We don't daven for the rishom to die. We daven for the rishos to die. Gemara and brachos. Refresh talks about it. But over here, this is the last level. At least be able to silence the Rasham. Stay in your corner. And there are times that even that amount we don't have. Uh, says Rav Chaim Kramer, the reason we see so many Jews turn against their own people and heritage has to do with the lack of regard and inferior status of the Taira that's in the world. Some people, they're Tinoch Shnishba, they don't have access, they're influenced by the media and other people. It's very sad, but he says over here where those people to include themselves in the tzaddik's prayers and lessons, if they could only find a way to connect, have something resonate within them, such internal divisiveness and rejection would not exist. Kedusha would be added above so that sufficient Torah explanations would be available to subdue the slanders and reduce the strife, reduce the strife and quarrels. Halavai, uh, that we should be in a place where we would have access to the Kedusha and then all of the other nonsense, all of the other considerations would, would just fall away. We're going to stop over here and Bez Hashem, there'll be less time. Um, we're going to get back on a track. Pesach Bez Hashem is Baruch is coming up soon. Maybe we'll be in Yushalayim uh, by then or after then shortly. But uh, we'll get through the rest of Tayrachaf and uh, and start moving. At the end, there's also going to be the Misa, the dream, the the vision that this was uh, th- that this was based on. So we're going to go through that at the end of the Torah. We'll be able to fit it all in together, uh, and then Bezos Hashem move forward to Tayrachaf Aleph.